0: You're listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where I announced this via email last week but we have topped 8 million downloads now
0: that's so sweet so cool congratulations baby
1: pretty awesome yeah and that is thanks in no small part to the smr nation
0: uh thanks totally to the (laughs) smr nation
1: (laughs) well we keep producing the content we play a role (laughs) <laughs> if they, but they
0: don't listen then that is
1: fair then if there's no downloads yeah, if the smr relation was not listening then we're not making that happen you are right. absolutely correct that would be my wife pam always riding shotgun well here each and every week
0: they um, listen because you produce some great content well, i'm thank just you. saying it's,
1: it's it's been a great ride a and here's star. to an uh, eight million more
0: right exactly uh,
1: at least so uh if you are new to the SMR Nation, uh, welcome. Where you been? We're so glad that you found us. Uh, there is a wealth of information to go back into the archives and listen to. Uh, we still get emails from, from, from some bingers that are, they went all the way back and they're working their way through. Yeah. and uh, Started at number one, working and it's, up. And it's so great to hear from you guys that uh, are our binge listeners. We love binge listeners. And we love those of you that catch this each and every time when it comes out on Wednesday mornings. And what we want from you is your questions. Mm -hmm. What's going on in your world? What questions do you have that we can specifically dive into that will help you uh, frame the journey of your sex life in your marriage? And the way you can let us know your questions is call our voicemail line, 214-702-9565. That gets you to the front of the line. Or you can email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, where all those emails that come in are read. Some are answered directly. Some become show topics. Some become topics for extended content. There's a lot of different things that we get because this is listener-driven radio. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that listeners do is they help us spread the word. And we ask you, uh, if there's something going on that you really do enjoy and like, share it with your friends. Subscribe. Subscribe them and get them on board with the SMR Nation and rate and review the show.
0: Yeah, and help them in their relationship. I mean, uh, there's there's too many people that this... Topic just isn't shared with one another.
1: Absolutely,
0: and we can create a better legacy if we're we're sharing it and creating better lives for one another.
1: Absolutely. So, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, a couple of your questions and our answers. Uh, th- this will be a fun one, I think. This whole episode is going to have a little bit of a theme, uh, and it might rile my wife up a little bit.
0: Okay. <laughs> he surprises me, folks. I'm telling you, we don't prep this. He Sometimes he I just yeah, says, Yeah, I don't give her the whole playbook
1: reaction. to what's coming up. And today would definitely be one of those. Right. And where we're for sure she does not know the playbook is coming up on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there is no ads. We're going to have a conversation about a blog that I came across via a listener that. The title of this blog post is Eight Steps to Confront Your Wife's Sexual Refusal. Okay. Because what we have had as a theme mm-hmm. through a lot of the shows the last month, month and a half has been a content that's designed or, or, or designed around gridlock, mm-hmm. which is where what you want is blocked by what your partner wants. And so the, in, the, in the extended content, we're going to do a deep dive into what if there's flat out refusal? And what's a spouse to do?
0: Okay. So we have an eight-step plan from this blog, huh? This guy
1: guy has uh, biblical gender roles that he's taking the stances from. Oh, biblical gender roles. And so he's got some definite thoughts, and we're going to unpack them, and Pam's going to react to them. All that's (laughs) coming up on today's show. (laughs) So to start off today, Pam, this is an email that just came in from a wife that just says, good morning. I'd like to give you a little background on my situation. I've been with my husband for 10 and a half years. In the beginning, we had a lot of sex, but then he was unfaithful with multiple women, one that lasted for seven months. Fast forward a few years, we've had two boys. Incidentally, I was on birth control both times. I told him after the, the boys were born, It's his turn to be proactive to assure that there's no more pregnancies, i.e. he needs to get a vasectomy. He refused and said he didn't want to mutilate his body and that I had to be on birth control. So I suggested he wear condoms because I had done my part with birth control and birthing the children. He didn't like the condom idea, so he said that he wouldn't have sex if that was the case. So I had my fallopian tubes removed because I did not want any more children. That medical procedure has really affected my sex drive to making it almost non-existent. My husband now gets very frustrated. Plus, he watches porn, and that bothers me a lot. It makes me feel disrespected, but he says, I have needs. Even after we have sex in the morning, I've caught him watching porn, maybe even 15 minutes later. I hold a lot of anger and resentment towards him, and I hold out on sex quite a bit. I'm lost. I don't know what to do because he still watches porn after we have sex. Please help me. I'm so frustrated. My marriage is definitely on the rocks.
0: So we talk about my reactions in the extended content, but my reaction (laughs) to this one, are you kidding me? Yeah. He won't have a vasectomy because it's going to mutilate his body, so she has to go get her fallopian tubes removed. How is that not mutilation to her body?
1: Well... It's it's a disrespect of on on the equality side of it that I my
0: My needs need to be met my and genitalia I don't give is more a crap important about what than your yours. needs are.
1: Yeah. I mean that there's there's some stances and it and it is interesting because the way she's framing this question or questions, because there's multiple things going on here. But the way she's I, I appreciate and I realize this is one sided view. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's half the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of what's going on. And I don't mean anybody's lying about anything. It's just... It's her we, perspective. We yes. all have views and filters through which those views come from. But she at least says, I withhold sex too because of his reactions or his his mm-hmm. moods and his porn watching mm-hmm. and his disrespect. So they both are manipulating situations.
0: Well, it's funny because I go back to so many times we've said on the show... Uh, maybe go ahead and say no because the sex you're having isn't worth having. And where does that play into this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're doing it just needs-based sex, that's usually not real deep and satisfying touching the erotic and the deep spiritual content that can be accessed in a vibrant sex life. Yeah. It truly is just getting your rocks off. Yeah. Which it sounds like is exacerbated with incessant porn usage Mm -hmm. because it truly has created a pattern in his mind of my sex drive is all that matters and I'll do what I have to do with my me, my needs. But if I have to wear a condom, I won't have sex with you. That's an interesting move when he's demonstrating that he is going to have sex in his life, even if it's not in his marriage.
0: Well, he's demonstrated that already right? with the fairs, right?
1: Right. So since he's not the one that emailed in, we can't go after him. We have to go after her <laughs> and help her frame what's going on. Sure. Right? Because this is one of those where we do get a lot of emails that come in with couples that are in real serious, rocky situations. Mm-hmm. And if we're honest, a lot of what we're hoping is, fix my spouse. Right, right. (laughs) Make it easier for me by them changing their ways. What can I do to make them recognize their role?
0: Well, that'd be fabulous. But what? What's? I don't think she's asking a question about how do I fix my spouse. It was how do I view this? Right? How do I? What do I do?
1: Right. So, to answer that question, what comes to me to my mind is you view it as you are married to a man that at a base level is disrespecting of you. Mm-hmm. Just at a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And it can go up from there. Mm-hmm. but at a minimum, that's what you're facing is total disrespect mm-hmm. for your we- your wishes, your wants, your interests. It's just based on him. Right. So then you have to start asking yourself, how do I conduct myself, in self-respecting ways. This is not about earning his respect, yet this is about earning your own.
0: And is that part of what she's doing by saying, "I, I'm not going to have sex with you if you're you're going to focus on porn fifteen minutes after we just right. had sex." Right.
1: So, so the difference is that's that's the base of this, right? But. What I'm what I'm hearing in this and what I would say a next step that could be a self-respecting move would be you take her statement of, I hold out on sex quite a bit because of the patterns and the behaviors that are exhibited by my husband. Mm-hmm. So make that a little more known of the holding out. Because a lot of times we try to make moves in marriage and I don't know if she's doing this or not. This could be a blatant, she tells them straight out, this is why I'm not interested. But my hunch is if she's like normal married people, we're not as forthcoming as with what we're wanting to do or why we're making our decisions. We're hoping our spouse just gets the message without me having to be completely clear about it.
0: Okay, so make it crystal clear then.
1: Right. So when he makes a move and he comes on to you, but yet you know for a fact porn is still part of the equation and you don't want to have a a relationship where you're having sex, with someone that is using porn regularly, mm-hmm. then your role and response that's usually more self-respecting is, I don't want this in my marriage. And when you continually bring it into your life, you're bringing it into mine. And I'm not interested in that in my sex life. So therefore, it's off the table with me for right now. Your move. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well, that might mean he goes off and has an affair. He goes off and has just does a porn binge. Okay. But what's happening then is you're each starting to show your real character. Uh,
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you face the data that's being presented better by seeing it as that's the data. It's not being hid. So what do I do? What's my move? Because begging and pleading is never successful.
0: Mm -mm.
1: Instead, it's a bolder move of this is not something I'm interested in my life. So here's my response to that. Mm -hmm. And then you live accordingly. So then that begs the question, you're not going to ask this because this is not where your head goes because I know you and we've been together for a long time, but I can hear the audience that begs the question, of, but what about her needs? Because she's a sexual being, even if she's saying the procedure really affected her sex drive, almost non-existent, what she's also saying is it still exists though.
0: Yeah, and I got to think that without the southern, with his poor leadership and his use of things, that can't help. No, the that's going to squash things. That's going to squash it on top of the physical issues right. of having.
1: But here's mood. here's what I say to any time I hear the the pushback of Yeah, but what about my needs? What about when I want to have sex still?
0: Mm-hmm. That's when
1: I say. You take matters into your own hands more. Meaning if you are interested in the pleasure that can come from a sexual encounter, have sex with someone you trust. Yourself. I.e. yourself.
0: Some masturbation going on.
1: Right. Because uh, I think that is a healthier way to demonstrate this is still something I'm interested in in my life. And I would even love to have it with my spouse, but not under the conditions that it's going on currently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's, it's, it's still a sense of manipulation or a withholding, but I think we get so much better when we make it out in the open.
0: Well, I'd agree with that. Having it out in the open is, uh, everything out in the open at least puts you on the same playing field.
1: Well, so that you guys you it, know what you're dealing right. with. Right. And I think the I think the better way I hear that, Pam, is rather than it being on the playing field, it it claims the dynamic between you cleaner. Hmm. It makes it better to where it's like, okay, you can sense the tension when you know something chronic's been going on in marriage. You and I have had this in our life yeah. before where even if it's not something either one of us have brought on mm-hmm. to the equation, there's just seasons or times where You're just not clicking and we know it,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but we can't, we don't claim it. And once we claim it, it softens it. totally. But until you do, it just runs rampant. And so a lot of times when you're dealing with this kind of, in some regards, egregious behavior, you got to clearly name it Mm -hmm. and say, this is the, this is what I have a problem with. And this is what your actions have shown me. And this is my response. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I make the self-respecting move, it makes the things a little cleaner. And then I start to see, how does he then respond? And then I can figure out what my next wisest step is. Because it truly is a tennis match in some regard. I make a move, I see how it's responded. And then I respond to that response. Hmm. And it truly becomes that step-by-step. So if I was to characterize one of the issues that wreaks the most havoc in our marriage it would be meal time. Would you agree with that, Pam?
0: I would totally agree with that.
1: <laughs> it's because I'm married to a woman that enjoys much more variety, much more healthy options, mm-hmm. and much more adventure when it comes to meals. Yeah. Whereas I am a get-the-job-done-and-move-along kind of a guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we want to tell you about our sponsor today, HelloFresh, which I think you made the comment at one point. It didn't save our marriage because we weren't necessarily precarious, but it has definitely... It's taken
0: away a sore spot in our marriage, right? You're the one at home. I want you to have a meal ready when I come home in tax season. And holy cow, when we started HelloFresh boom, I come home and he's chopping up onions and he's chopping up shallots.
1: So what is HelloFresh? It's fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes cooking fun, easy, and affordable. Here's a couple of points that are worth noting. HelloFresh's recipes are delicious.
0: They are definitely delicious.
1: They offer so many different recipes that you get to choose from each week to help you break out of your recipe rut. HelloFresh also helps you save time and stress effortlessly. And it's largely because what's delivered to your house is exactly what you need.
0: It's the perfect portions and cute little bottles that everything's
1: in. It really is. Our kids jump in and help Our kids love it. We've loved it. There's even leftovers some of the times. Because we get the family pack uh, each and every week. And then the last thing is flexible and it fits your lifestyle. Because it keeps your fridge stocked and you can add extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. It's so easy to do. And I'm getting this look from my wife like she didn't didn't even know know we could add I didn't know we could
0: add garlic bread. Well,
1: actually, Pam, then you should take advantage of this special offer. Okay. Because if you go to HelloFresh.com forward slash SMR80, the number 80. And you use the code SMR80, the number 80, you get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply, but please visit HelloFresh for more details. Again, if you go to HelloFresh.com forward slash SMR80 using the code SMR80, you get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Maybe HelloFresh can take the stress out of your relationship when it comes to mealtime too. So here's another email that came in that um, a little bit of the background of this story uh, rather than reading the whole thing okay, is uh, another marriage where pornography has been part of the equation. Yeah. Uh, The wife knows about it, but for the last three and a half years, um, porn and masturbation have not been a part of the equation for him. Okay. Okay. So his, his, he goes on to say, My wife has noticed that I don't initiate sex as much anymore, and she's wondering if it's because I haven't looked at any inappropriate content or masturbated for about three and a half years. Her theory is that when I stopped fueling the fire with those inappropriate things, my sex drive got under control. I suspect that a piece of that could be true. Plus, age can be a factor. I'm th- I'm 45. But I think there's one really important factor about which I am ambivalent. For the last three and a half years, whenever a sexual spark is ignited inside me, be it a thought, a desire, whatever, I force myself to shut it down because it's just too painful. Masturbation has been off the table out of consideration for my wife and her trauma around it. So I literally have zero outlet for that energy, except maybe once per week when she's somewhat receptive to my advances. My brain has learned to associate more pain around sex and fantasies and desires than pleasure, at least in my thought life. In other words, if I'm constantly in shut it down mode, is it any surprise that my sex drive has waned? Seems logical to me, but it kind of makes me sad because I miss the sparks.
0: That like breaks my heart. Yeah. That he's forcing it to, to shut down in essence because... Because of her reactions,
1: yeah, and and granted, some of the desires have been steered in not healthy marriage honoring ways in the past.
0: Well, kudos to him because, well, I'm in agreement. I don't think porn brings great results into a marriage. Correct, bed, agreed right? with that. So yes. maybe the the spark um, in this regard. If if my spark was only coming from porn, well, maybe maybe my spark isn't so healthy.
1: Well, okay. But, but there's also a natural desire right. that, that happens. And a lot to of to times it gets skewed desire. because it's steered different ways. I mean, this is one of the things I have found a lot with the men I've worked with in mastermind groups and then just as clients, um, that porn entered their world early on. Yeah. And it became the outlet and the avenue to deal with and medicate life, to escape from things. Because a lot of men struggled that have struggled with porn. This has been my, this was my mantra. A lot of it was out of boredom. Sure. That it's just like I'm just bored. Well, hey, that's something that'll excite and titillate. And okay, let's do that. Spend some time that way. And that's not a good thing and way to spend time. Sometimes it's better just to be bored in life because there's yeah. a t- there's a lot of things in life that I got to just learn to be okay with myself. Yeah. But a lot of things that if you're talking about stress relief or anxiety or escaping, they just, whenever I've got a pornography uh, path involved where masturbation is associated with it, a lot of times I've sexualized things that are not sexual. Stress is not sexual. Right. Anxiety is not a sexual thing. I can take the edge off with sexual relief and dopamine hit Mm -hmm. but it doesn't solve it it just escapes it for a minute and so a lot of men and women too because women can fantasize and escape in ways that aren't healthy and they're sexual too and they sexualize and romanticize some things that aren't that way but there's still this element of what I'm hearing in this email is when she is the object of his desires she shuts it down
0: and that's where I, okay, I'm coming at this from the wife of someone who was using porn, right? And and knowing how I reacted for a period of time,
1: okay.
0: And I'm, and so I'm pro, I'm probably projecting myself onto this poor wife. I'm just picturing someone who just has not dealt with her own situation. It's what it sounds like, right okay, I'm still assuming my husband it, it just because he's not looking at porn, well, that was the only thing that drove him before right right and and I've got my negative Nancy head on, but I don't think I'm alone in that no. that train of thought that I used to have, and that I just thought that if you had a desire for porn, well you were you were just sick and um, right it, you just didn't know what a real relationship was, and you're just missing out right and then I can when when that got captured, for instance, in his scenario, three and a half years he's 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 been working to try and rein this in and mm-hmm. focus on the spouse, and it sounds like she's just still pissed about it,
1: true. there could be a lot of baggage that have come up right, and so now anytime there's any sexual overture. Or whatever, it's immediately through the lens of it's tainted. It's and, not pure. And I get, it's
0: and she so she felt like she was a piece of something. Okay. But I just beg and plead for her. What is she doing to get past that? What is she get doing to to say, Okay, we can have so much more. He's been working on this and three and a half years in, here's where he is. Okay. So what is she doing on her part to make this better? So let's do this, then this, with this
1: segment with what the time, with what we've got left with the segment. Let's let's do both sides because I think this is a message that's larger than just what he's writing in. This impacts more people than just him because this captures a a, like, yeah. a a pretty common journey. Yeah. Because for him, if she's saying and has noticed that the desire seems to be less the interest seems to be less in him. A move can be, yeah, because you don't handle it well when my desire comes at you.
0: Yeah, truly.
1: Right? And so I do withhold and try to squash it because it's painful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of calling out the dynamic between us better, like we talked about in the first segment. Yeah. Right? And for her... When, yes, it is a hit when that is a part of your marriage and it is not something you want and it does make you feel objectified and virtually betrayed. And there's a lot of different things Mm -hmm. that that women react and respond to this in their marriage. Yeah. But you've got to parse it out. And I'm saying this for a larger audience because I just had this conversation with another man Mm -hmm. just recently um, that... You've got to parse it out as a wife, and this works with the other genders too, but in this context, a wife has to recognize, we here at SMR, because I think it's biblical and I think it's holy and I think it's honoring, I want 100% of my sexually ener- sexual energy to be steered towards my spouse. But you have to understand, my spouse is not the source of 100% of my sexual energy. There are other things that turn us on that are not my spouse. I don't think that's sin. I think that's just arousal and response and reaction to triggers and things in my life Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and movements and and movements of stuff Mm -hmm. that just happen. To me, a maturing, character, integrity-driven man, when he has a trigger from whatever other thing in his life— that is then steered towards his wife. I think that's the God-honoring path.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because God made some beautiful creatures, men and women both.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And those can be very enticing. But just because I get a trigger from something and I steer it, I think that's the better route. I think that's where a spouse then becomes an ally in this journey. Uh,
0: well, I, I think you're I think you're right. I think that there's gonna be people listening that say, Well, if he was looking at porn and then he stared that to me, well, I still feel like someone else was in our marriage bed. And I totally see that. Okay, but that's but that's not what you're talking about. Correct. Here. I'm just talking you're, about
1: normal everyday life of passing people.
0: No, I and I hear you. So I just wanna get that clarification <laughs> out there because there it comes we all know Sex sells, right? And so it's in everything we do, whether it's a billboard or a TV commercial or an sex
1: sells ex- and sexuality Social gets media. noticed because in the world we live in, yeah. in in North Texas, in the suburbs, there's a lot of enhanced and magnified things, especially in the summertime. They, you know, things are worn to be seen.
0: It, ridiculously, and those so. are triggering. Ridiculously so. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, but I guess I just want to make that that point of, you know, as a woman, I want to know where your mind is. Fair. But then again, I don't need to know every detail of your mind.
1: Nor do you want to. Nor
0: do I want <laughs> to. And I don't want you to know every detail of my mind either. Exactly. Um.
1: Because I'm just this at a base level as human beings, when you're talking about sexual desire, because I've been doing a lot of digging into this for mm-hmm. for where we're going with the next getaway right. and some of the different content I want to start rolling out on the whole wanting to be wanted idea, yeah, and then diving into the deeper arenas of desire. But you have to recognize one of the things that triggers desire is bio- biology it's testosterone, Mm -hmm. it's dopamine, it's norepinephrine, it's all these different things that we have that are triggered in our brain. But the other stuff that triggers sexual response and arousal is visual stimuli, audible stimuli. Taste, smells, scents, all that stuff can be arousing. Mm -hmm. I can't control all of that. And that's the difference because we've talked about here in, in, in Sexy Marriage Radio that some, a lot of women, they may be lower desire, but a more accurate description is their responsive desire. Mm-hmm. That's the same content. Yeah. So it's just recognizing what matters to me in this regard is am I steering it well? Because that's where I can take things captive and then make them more wholesome and sacred Mm -hmm. because I think that's a biblical route. But at the same time, am I being upfront about the fact that, hey, there's a lot of pain associated with this, and you're saying that you're recognizing I'm doing this less, and some of it is right because, yes, maybe I don't have the burning desire because I'm not doing things that are a little more inappropriate or flat-out inappropriate even, but some of it also is it's really painful when I bring my desire towards you. Because it's not received well, mm-hmm. and then you see what happens with that. Because it is a bolder move.
0: Yeah, it it is, and you know, I I I, I get and understand her potential. um I don't know, withdraw or maybe that's the word. It's, for It it is hard. But at some point, if you want to make it better,
1: it's hard to recover from things that happen in marriages that are where there's infidelity, there's betrayal, there's other things introduced that that really do knock you back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you also have to recognize it's not solely the betrayer's role to make it better.
0: And how long are you going to go on living that way?
1: Right. It's also the point of what do I have in front of me? What am I presenting that's worth wanting? and owning and I'm, and I'm earning myself respect with the moves that I make.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the best path forward. Mm-hmm. Well, if you miss the extended content, you might want to check this one out. <laughs> <laughs> I love my wife.
0: You like getting me riled up.
1: <laughs> I absolutely do. But I also know you're not property. <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs> by the way, for that,
1: <laughs> this has been sexy marriage radio. Uh, as we say every, each and every week, uh, we, this would not be possible without you in the SMR Nation. And so if you've got something uh, that's left undone or you need a little more or something specific that we need to cover, let us know. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymergeradio.com because we want to go where you want to go. We're in this thing together. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us.